podcast. I think I need a jingle here, but I don't have one. I'm going to do full-on oracle reading right now, okay? I'm doing an oracle reading. First, I'm going to use my pendulum to figure out which... Ew! Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Just throwing things around the room and breaking things and creating a ruckus here. The destructive card reader. I'm the chaotic card reader. I'm using Wisdom of the Oracle. Divination cards. All right, our teacher of the day. You ready for this? Well, we already have one. We have a TA. I pulled the card. That's the teaching assistant for the day. But our teacher of the day is this. The never-ending story. That's the card. All right, our teacher of the day is the never-ending story. Essential meanings. Self-criticism, the wounded ego, and unnecessary dramas. There is a story woven through the imperfect fabric of life that tells of hurt and loss, rejection and humiliation, self-loathing and arrogance, and all manner of suffering born of unnecessary dramas. It is the old story whose refrain is that you cannot do this, you must not go there, should not say that, lest your world come crumbling down. Today, Know that none of this is actually true, okay? That's the ticker tape going across the bottom of the screen. Today, breaking news. Know that none of this is actually true. The sky is not falling. The voice you hear is just a small, scared, conditioned part of you that got stuck in a lie, wants to protect you, and needs to be seen as a victim. Love that lost piece of you. Hey, wait a minute. Didn't I talk about this in the other episode about uh, our secret selves? Fear is all it knows. Distorted guidance is preventing you from being true to yourself. Do you hear me? You are not your story, and the narrator is simply the voice of your fearful part, small and vulnerable and easily soothed. All right, you are not your story. Now, what's the teaching assistant that I pulled is from this deck uh, by, made by Brian Eno. Brian Eno makes this oblique strategies. It's this amazing deck of cards he developed to move creative blocks. So it says, use an unacceptable color. I just love that because, I mean, seriously, we regulate everything. We regulate, we have color of the year. We regulate, sort of socially regulate what colors are popular. They're colors. Can't all colors be appreciated? There are inappropriate colors. Colors mean something. We apply meaning to things that don't deserve that limiting meaning applied to them. So there you go. You know, I wrote about this in my newsletter too, a little bit. This idea of we have these stories in our head. This is not a wow, unique idea that I came up with. Everyone who's listening has heard about the narrative, the story we have in our head. But what we don't always hear is you're always saying you, you need to write a new story, think a new thought, tell yourself something that's more positive and more true. But what we don't hear is that, hey, maybe we ought to stop telling ourselves the old story first. That's a really important first step. Stop telling yourself the old story. And then you can tell yourself the new story. This was a revolutionary idea when I heard it. I was like, what? 
I heard it from Michael Neal. And, and then I forgot it. And then I remembered it because I was looking through my notebooks. It's important and it's overlooked. Instead of doing affirmations first, stop telling yourself the old stories. Just stop it. Stop it. And then you'll have a more blank piece of paper, a more blank slate to write the news stories on. You're welcome. Five cents, please. Okay. So, unacceptable color. Hold, please. Your business is very important to us. Okay. The dictionary wants me to go to the dictionary. My hired student said, use a dictionary, lady. All right. Here I go. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So, apparently... Oh my God, this is a heavy dictionary. My higher guidance took me to the word ham-handed. <laughs> ham-handed, lacking dexterity or skill, clumsy, lacking social grace or tact, having unusually large hands. Ham-handed. That's something you don't hear every day. This is a ham-handed podcast episode. Lacking social grace or tact, lack, lacking dexterity or skill. You know, I keep uh, hitting on themes where we're, we are socially, un, un, you know, the, the parts of ourselves that are socially un, unacceptable or the parts of ourselves that are unlovable and threatening to our sense of worthiness and lovability, all the way to colors that are acceptable. We think we've had enough of this yet in the world. I, I have. Going, I have this chart of dowsing. Hmm. Okay, it's taking me to the emotional body. What about the emotional body? Well, okay, so the emotional body. Hmm. Okay, now it's taking me to what am I telling myself? See, these are all, we've got a whole system of, oh my gosh. Okay, so it's taking me to, I can't, what am I telling myself? I can't get it right. We're running around telling ourselves we can't get it right. And you know what? We can't get it right. You can't get it right because there is no it. When we stop trying to get it right, we get it right. There's no it. There's our life. There's this moment. We can't get, we got to stop trying to get everything so right. Can't get it right. I mean, if you're trying to land on the moon, you should probably try to get it right. I'm not talking about math. I'm talking about life. Seriously, we're stressing ourselves out. Our emotional bodies are frazzled and frayed and have major disturbances, which is just creating all sorts of stress, which is just creating all sorts of disease because we're running around trying to get everything right. We've got a secret self that we have stuffed somewhere deep inside our bowels that we're afraid everyone is going to see because then we're afraid they won't love us and whatever this is that's going on, this cultural constriction, it's too much. It's too much. We have to live our freaking lives. People have to live their lives and be strange and be loose and be spontaneous and have fun and be expressive and love who they want to love and think what they want to think without hurting anybody else. Can we just live like that? What is, you know, what is so wrong? What is everyone so afraid of? Everyone is afraid of getting it right. Well, that's BS. There is no getting it right because there is no it. Freedom! Freedom! Braveheart. Anyway, I mean, look, everyone just relaxed a little bit 
and felt more secure and more spontaneous and more expressive and whipped out their secret selves on a daily basis and didn't hide so much. We wouldn't be so afraid of what other people were hiding. We wouldn't make so many rules about how you have to be in the world. And then we would relate to each other a whole lot easier. We'd have a lot more honesty in relationships and relationships are everything. They're everything. We've got to get our relationships right. Otherwise, we don't we don't have anything. Everything is a relationship. It's our relationship to food. It's our relationship to each other. It's our relationship to the environment, to the community, to the neighborhood, to how you feel in your house, to your children, to your parents, to your friends, to your bosses, to your employees, other drivers on the road. Everything is relationships. Nothing and no one can be considered an isolated or solitary being or event. Everything has a context. And I guess continuing my thought from the other episode about our secret selves, we are the context. We are the context for our secret selves, not the world. The world is not the context for us. We make up the world. The world doesn't even exist in a real alive way unless we exist in a real alive way. Our health and well-being depends on us having healthy relationships, first with ourselves, then with each other. Stress is completely caused by unhealthy relationships with ourselves or each other. What else do I need to impart to you? What else does the, the, or, the, the oracle systems want to impart to you? I'm supposed to read from a book. Which book? Okay, let's need to read from The War of Art. This is a good book. Oh gosh. See, it's just constant. Okay, ready? Oi. Okay. The name of this, <laughs> what I was pulled to was, is Resistance Recruits Allies. It's on page 19 if you have this book. Resistance by definition is self-sabotage, but there's a peril that must also be guarded against. Sabotage by others. When a writer begins to overcome her resistance, we could just probably substitute when someone alive begins to overcome their resistance. In other words, when she actually starts to write, she may find that those close to her begin acting strange. They may become moody or sullen. They may get sick. They may accuse the awakening writer of changing, of not being the person she was. The closer these people are to the awakening writer. Oops. Oh, that's time to take my thyroid medicine. <laughs> The closer these people are to the awakening writer, the more bizarrely they will act and the more emotion they will put behind their actions. They are trying to sabotage her. The reason is that they are struggling, consciously or unconsciously, against their own resistance. The awakening writer's success, the awakening person's success, becomes a reproach to them. If she can beat these demons, why can't they? Often couples are close friends, even entire families will enter into tacit compacts, I like that, into tacit compacts, whereby each individual pledges unconsciously to remain mired in the same sloth in which she, sloth, in which she and all her cronies have become so comfortable. Oh, I like this. I have to read that sentence again. Often couples or close friends, even entire families, will enter into tacit compacts, whereby each individual pledges unconsciously to remain mired in the same sloth in which she and all her cronies have become so comfortable. The highest treason a crab can commit is to make a leap for the rim of the bucket. The awakening artist, the awakening person, must be ruthless, not only with herself, but with others. 
Once you make your break, you can't turn around for your buddy who catches his trouser leg on the barbed wire. The best thing you can do, so many metaphors, the best you can do for that friend, and he'd tell you to do this himself, they also switch to he, is if he is really your friend, is to get over the wall and keep motating. Now, that's a word I've never heard, motating. Get over that wall and keep motating. The best and only thing one artist, person, can do for another is to serve as an example and an inspiration. That's so nice. Very aligned. Resistance. You know what you're resisting? You're resisting your secret self. We all are. All right. Take that secret self crab and let it climb over the bucket and don't let your crab friend catch his leg on the barbed wire. Don't turn back. Keep motating. <laughs> okay. I signed off with be weird so I can't do it again, but I'm going to be weird. Okay. Don't resist. Don't resist being yourself. Break through. Live your life like it's a creative battle because it is. All right. Love ya. Bye.